All right, thanks for making the Lockdown Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications, upvote, and comment on the video. I'm here with Tim Thomas. We are talking Ole Miss hoops. We are almost at the end of the season. There's one more regular season game, then the SEC tournament, and likely at that point, the basketball season is over. But one thing that I did notice after Kermit left, and we've talked about this all season, about how weightlifting might have been affecting the shooting, and all of a sudden after the decision to let go Kermit happens and they quit lifting weights because no interim coach with two weeks left is going to have their kids lifting. Um, all of a sudden, they're shooting 45% from three and 50% from the floor. I, I, I find that humorous, Tim. Yeah, I've been beating that dead horse all year. I'm sorry, but it, it's it's true. I, I know I played. I've talked to other players uh, that, that played and at a higher level and teammates and all. And it's just definitely a fact. You know, when you go weight lift, if you weight lift, you know, if you go out and try to shoot, the shooting touch is not there. There's no way to, you know, physically make the shot like you would have before you start weight lifting because of how muscles work. So I think it helped. Uh, we had a, I thought it was a good game, uh, played well. Of course, Morrell hitting the threes made a great difference and kind of disheartening to me. My man, Brakefield, he, uh, he took a day off. He uh, mm-hmm. said, uh, Let's give it to Morrell. He's shooting well, so I'm going to take a day off, and I'm going to be lax to day school, and I'm not going to try hard on defense. It's Kermit's not here. Since defense uh, is not my thing, I'm going to just kind of go through the motions and all. And it, if he had had a decent game, they could have won. I really believe that. A couple other guys, a senior night, I thought, wow, senior night. They'll really get after it, and Akuba and McKinnis and – all these guys gonna really show out, you know. Miles Byrne had seven and five. I think Robert Allen seven and five, but Mabala's hurt. I think with a ankle issue, wears a boot. But the other guys just didn't show up. Zero, Akuba zero, McKinnis zero. Uh, kind of disheartening that uh, they they didn't step it up. Uh, I don't know if they their feelings were hurt or their butt hurt or what the issues are. But uh, if Morrell had just just a little bit of help, uh, they could have won that game last night. Yeah, and Texas A&M, that's a good team. That that Texas A&M teams have beaten a lot of teams this season. Yeah, they got great players. You saw the guard there, Wade Taylor, very, very good. Uh, average over 20 points, uh, 90% at the free throw line. Great three-point shooter, 40% free throw roundabout. Uh, great player, and they had a guy inside, Coleman. Uh, their inside guys beat us like 36 points to 14 points. So, you know, that can't happen. That, this is coming up search. Of, that's got to be something that we got to get some guys that can actually have some inside presence, can make some plays, can actually score inside, and can actually guard someone uh, and, and keep them from scoring. A lot of things we got to look at with this uh, new coaching search. And, and uh, I hope they hit the portal hard because I just think that's where it is these days. We mentioned about the freshman guys coming in, and I hate it for high school guys, but mm-hmm. freshman guys coming in. Uh, they got the jitters. They're away from home, homesick. Where's mama at? Uh, you know, I understand it. I was one. You were one. We were all. We, there's issues in school and schoolwork and tutors and, and making the grade and, and practice 24-7. It's a lot to do for a 17-, 18-year-old kid. But – a portal guy, he's already went through that. He's already went and 
Kiffin knows this well. He probably hadn't said it out loud exactly, but he knows those guys have already been. They he tries to get them with two or three years left, which is a great way to do it. They've already went through the homesickness and and went through the grade. They know how to study now. They got tutors, so now they get these guys and uh, they can work with them, and they're ready to play. They're, they're they mean business. They're ready to do business, and that's that, that's what I think we got to do on the basketball side. You know, you mentioned the coaching search, and Ole Miss is, you know, the search is underway, and yesterday's show, we we had a th- tweet from the New York Times that talked about Dusty May and um, Will Wade and Chris Beard as the three names that are certainly out in front. It's kind of weird that the New York Times would know what was going on, but it's so varied from our local media and the national media and because everybody's like, I guess, spoon feeding different reporters, they're getting their buddies. So it's almost at the point where Keith Carter's not talking. Nobody really knows. But the fact that you hear these names, they're probably interested in the job, right? I talked to a few of my teammates lately, and they hadn't heard anything either. Like you said, it's really quiet. Keith Carter and Lane Kiffin's like that too. Just don't really say anything because they know that nobody can keep their mouth shut. You know, you tell someone a secret, what happens? They go tell somebody else. So, uh, but uh, I've heard a few things. Uh, Will Wade, the NCAA thing is kind of long lasting unless they make a, a, a statement here pretty soon. It, there's no way to hire him because it's still, we're not sure, you know, that we can hire him because of the cause issue. But uh, then the other things, people have talked about Chris Beard. Okay. I, myself, uh, doing church work and stuff, you got to look at both sides. Uh, marriage, you know, for example, if something happens, you hear there's a problem with a marriage. Uh, you got to look at his side and her side. And I'm not taking Chris Beard's side. I'm just saying you got to look at both sides. Was it all his fault or could it have been some of her fault or was it, you know, it takes two to tango. What, what exactly happened? And I'm not advocating any abuse of any kind of Lord, no. But I'm just saying that's what Keith, he has these hiring firms that he's got hired and that's what they do. They do and check these things out. They, they uh, check the I's and they check the T's and that's what they're supposed to do. They get paid big money and Keith, makes good money so i'm gonna let him do that but i i think chris beard uh if you want to look at the splash hire we've talked about he is that guy will wade there's too much going on still down the road that he could be uh i don't, I don't know he could be in trouble that we don't need to go that way i've heard dusty may uh maybe going to Notre dame they really want him really bad so if that's if that's true uh, I don't think we'll be going that way. But it, it's still up in the air. Penny Hardaway, I've heard of a guy, Ron Hunter, that uh, Georgia State, and, of course, all these other guys we've all been hearing. But uh, who knows? We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, you, you having that former player pipeline is um, pretty good in this situation, I think. Yeah, but like I said, right now, it's really quiet on the home front. It is really quiet. It's not going on. And you you have probably heard some stuff. you got enough connections. And all these guys, uh, social media guys in Oxford and the area, Richard Cross, you know, he hears stuff. He has inside information. And I've heard his his take. Uh, I've heard the take on Chris Beard. I've heard the take on Will Wade and some other guys. It's, it's really hard to know, and uh, I don't really know for sure. Uh, if and when I do hear something, I'll let you know. But right now, it is really quiet, and maybe that's the way it should be. But it's good for people like us to talk about. 
Well, you know, the, the crazy thing is it could be really quiet because it's done. And they're they're just waiting on all this to play out, and there's not really anybody talking because nobody's talking to anyone because the I's have been dotted and the T's have been crossed. I mean, that's just a possibility. I've heard nothing, but it's I don't think we can discount that at this point. Yeah, I, I like the way, uh, just to add this about Kermit uh, before we leave his name forever, is that uh, he's done some good things. I understand that he made calls to all the recruits. Uh, that were coming in. It's too bad to hear that uh, Hubbard and Marshall have uh, re- been released from their NLI, but uh, yeah, that's to be expected maybe. Uh, a couple of guys are still there. The Gazzo guy and the Burks guy are still there on the recruiting list. But And when the new guy comes in, that'll be his, my opinion, first job. he got to decide, does he want all these four freshmen or does he want to go all portal? So does he want to want to try to get Josh back if it make him, don't let him go to Mississippi State, maybe, and get the Marshall uh, Marshall guy. Don't let him go to Arkansas. So that's where I think they might go if they don't go to Miss. But uh, that's got what he's got to decide. Do I want four freshmen? You know, we got uh, six guys graduated senior night. Uh, all those guys will be gone. We got like six or seven back. I figure several of them will go in the portal. I got their names. You may have them too. Um, the guys coming back: Morrell, White, Abram, Caldwell, Breakfield. And the redshirt guy, Cowherd, he didn't get to play at all. So I, I assume he's coming back. And, of course, the guys that's leaving, Ty Fagan, Miles Burns, Robert Allen, Theo Kuba, Javis McKinnis, and Josh Mabala. So uh, we'll see how it all pans out. But when the guy is uh, hired, uh, he'll have to make a decision which way he wants to go with this. Yeah, and I will say this, and I'm not advocating for – I've never advocated for any hire. There's some people that think I'm all about trying to convince people about Chris Beard, but I'm only talking about Chris Beard because that's the name that everybody's talking about. But either if it's Chris Beard or Will Wade, one thing that I think you'll see is Jamin Brakefield is going to come back, and Jamin Brakefield is going to be a real ball player because he fits what both of those guys do. He has all kind of potential. The, the announcer talked about it last night. He does some kind of, I don't know if say goofy, but they're really good the way he moves around the goal. I think he should have been the guy that we went to pretty much all year when Morrell didn't come through until last night. Uh, he, he can really go one-on-one, and he makes these unusual moves. He can. They talk about he can use his left hand and right hand so well. You know, you think he's going to his left hand, but – uh, he, he goes his right hand. He would go one way and shoot the other way. He's got all kind of potential. I wasn't pleased with what happened last night, but he had a bad game. I was hoping he would step up and really uh, – he missed a few shots that I thought he should have made, but, you know, that's life. But Morrell had a great game. I was I was glad when Case, as I said, he, he, he talked about uh, Kermit really well too, about the character of Kermit, the character of the team. And it, it was good to see. So he, he's been he's done a good job, and he he made a statement. You know, we're going to go to Missouri and try to win that one, and we're going to the tournament. We're going to win it. That's the idea he's coming with, and that's what you got to have. You can't be saying, "Oh, well, we're going to do the best we can the rest of the way out." So he's trying to get a head job somewhere or a job too. So it's all part of that. But I hope we do well. I, I have feelings that we won't do well against Missouri. It's hard away from home, and they're very good also. And then the uh, the first game in the SEC tournament, I'm not sure if we're going to beat. You know, the 6 o'clock game on Wednesday is uh, 12 and 13 seed, and we could be one of them. That's where we want to be. Or the next game at 8 is the 11 and 14 seed. 
and you don't want to be 14 because you play the, the 11 seed, which is most has a better record. I ain't saying they're a whole lot better. It's probably going to end up being Georgia way it looks. Yeah. Uh, and Jamin Brakefield, before I get out of here, the, the player that he kind of reminds me of around the goal, and I'm not talking about body type or anything like that, but do you remember Raheem Lockhart? Just under, underneath the goal, would he have the ability to get off you know, like these weird shots? And he was excellent just with the banking it off the basket and a six seven center in the SEC. Yeah, I mean you have to be creative whenever you're you're that height. But I think Breakfield has a little bit to that to his game doing that. Yeah, he, you know he came over from Duke. Coach K evidently didn't like him, or he didn't like Coach K. I don't know. But he, Kermit has really brought him along. When I first saw him, I went to the a practice a couple of years ago, the first year he came in from Duke, and he was not impressive. Everything he was shooting was clanking off the board at the Tui Center, and I'm sitting there, wow, this guy, they really expect a lot of him. And he didn't do too well that first year, and I was I've kind of been not not for him, uh, I guess, like I should have. But he, he came through this year, and like we talked about, he's probably the best overall offensive player that we've had. And your boy, Miles Burns, uh, you know, I hate to see him go. He's got a – yeah, he's got a game here against Missouri, and he had a decent game last night, not like he would have. He hit a three. Robert Allen hit a three. In my opinion, they should have took it to Morale and let him shoot, but uh, they should let him shoot more. You got somebody hot like that, man, you got to go to them. You got to get two people setting screens, whatever you got to get it to them. They feel like, that, you know, they, they can shoot it anywhere. So, But uh, it, it is what it is. It happened. It's over. But uh, we got Missouri coming up then in, the, in the first game of the tournament. And uh, be nice to win uh, the first game. I don't see us going much further, but win cases, we might win it all. So. Yeah, seriously. Uh, also, so what's your prediction for this coaching search? How long do you think it'll take? Which which direction do you think they might go? I'm not, I'm not Keith Carter, but if I was and I was doing this job and, and you know, I, I don't have the vetting process he has and, this hiring firm that he has. I love Chris Beard. I know that's not going to be popular, but he he has proven, man. He has proven, and he started at the smaller schools. I know Little Rock, he took him to the, the dance. He took Texas Tech to the final game, final game, not to the dance. He took them all the way to the final game, not to the final four. He made the final game, if I said that. But he is really good. He was at Texas Tech then, and that Texas, he's got them, or he had them, really uh, thought well of they were ranked really high i don't know what happened to him and his fiance and uh i, I don't know we'll probably never know but uh if he is vetted and he is uh, proven innocent and things look good and uh, i know you don't know what might happen in the future what's he gonna do or is this something he does a lot how do we know that you know people sin, people err people make mistakes i, I think people deserve a second chance that's just me in a biblical way. So I, I would like to see him. I just think he's proven. He's a splash hire. He 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 meets it. He meets everything. He uh, checks the box for everything I'm looking for. All right. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. It has everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Andy Patton was on the show just the other day, and he is the host of Locked On College Basketball. If you think he's good, you want to hear more from him, tune into that show. It's Locked On College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much, Tim. we got a couple more. we got this coaching search going home. We can kind of drill down into it next week, if that's okay, bud. 
Sounds good. I wish us well. I'm, I'm, I'm an Ole Miss fan. I love football. I love baseball. They had a little struggle last night uh, against Louisiana Tech, but I think they'll come back. They got a great hitting bunch. They got the. I think the pitching will come around, so I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for them too. But uh, let's go to this SEC tournament. Maybe we can win one game and look up, win another one. I, I'm all Ole Miss. Hotty toddy, go Rebels. Hotty toddy, Tim. Have a good day, bud. You too.